Welcome to Spot Growth, the podcast dedicated to pediatric speech, physical, and occupational therapists. We explore strategies, insight, and success stories to help you elevate your practice. Join us as we spot growth together. Welcome to the Spot Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Marshall with Extra Mile Billing, and today we're discussing how to add ABA services to your spot business. Have you maybe hit your growth ceiling with the spot side of your business and and maybe you're interested in growing your practice? I think this episode is for you. So make sure to grab a cup of coffee, sit back and enjoy the conversation. So our guest today is Heather Gray. Heather is the owner of Achieve Pediatric Therapy in Orlando, Florida, as well as being a licensed occupational therapist. Uh, Achieve serves pediatric OT and PT patients, as well as a growing ABA side of their business. And I've asked her here today to help share her journey of adding ABA to her practice. Welcome, Heather. Hello, Erin. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. And I'm really thankful that you're here because I get this question all the time. People are constantly asking about ABA. What's this? What's this? Can I maybe fit this into my practice. So so first off, I guess, can you just give us a short history of Achieve and explain how you made the decision to add ABA to your practice offerings? Sure, of course. So I started Achieve back in July of 2007. And at the time, it was just myself and two other OTs. So we were very, very small and everything was fee for service and life was much easier back in the day. Um, then about two years into that, in 2009, we added our first physical therapist. So we diversified at that point, had OT and PT. And then many years later, in early 2018, we began working on adding ABA to our practice. And it took almost a year to set us up for um, the addition of that service. I contracted a BCBA to work as a consultant for me, and we met regularly with different tasks and goals throughout that year to set up contracts, to do credentialing, to set up forms and documentation, to create policies and procedures, and then ultimately to hire staff. So it wasn't until the following year in about January of 2019 that we actually started our first ABA services. Um, So now we are a multidisciplinary therapy team with about 31 therapists total across all of our disciplines. And last year in 2022, we added our first music therapist. Wow. So it just, that kind of blows me away how long it took, how much planning and preparation it took from the time you said, we're going to do this. I've got my BCBA in mind to to the point where you're actually ready to take patients. So Mm -hmm. I guess my next question would be, you know, what was the major factor to consider when you're adding ABA to your practice? So for us, there were three main factors. Um, One is that we needed the resource of ABA on our own team. Um, Behavior therapists have expertise that we don't have. And so what we were encountering were clients with behavior needs that we as an OTPT team didn't know how to address. And so there were situations in which OT, PT clients were going on hold or having to stop services because we could not make progress in our sessions due to behaviors that were limiting. Um, In addition to that, we also had families that were needing ABA services. So they either couldn't get them elsewhere or they were unhappy with the services they were receiving. 
And so my goal ultimately was to continue to diversify the services we were offering here at Achieve and try to serve our families in the best way possible. And without sounding boastful, I feel like we've always provided a high quality service. So I felt like we could do this in a high quality way as well. And so we said, why not? Let's give it a shot. All right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's, you know, it's a, it's a service that your patients could benefit from. Why not add it? So I guess that being said, what, what are some of the challenges that you didn't expect to face when you just made that decision? Yeah, absolutely. And this was fun to reflect on because now we're several (laughs) years down the road and this was probably my longest list here of some of the challenges that we didn't expect. So first and foremost was remembering that I'm an OT by discipline and I really had to change my lens because I was often in the early days trying to make decisions and problem solve through my OT lens, Mm -hmm. which often led me to try to fit a square peg into a round hole. And so I really needed to understand ABA and see their service provision through their own lens. And that led to a lot of needing to compromise and collaborate and come to the middle to make decisions. So that was that was my first obstacle was learning ABA and not viewing everything through my own OT lens. Um, One of the second challenges has been and continues to be the difficulty in finding uh, quality providers, particularly at the RBT level. And that's in part due to their varied educational levels and work experiences. And so we find that turnover can sometimes be high. They require um, a good amount of training depending on their previous work experiences coming in. And so it's taken us a minute to kind of identify the candidates that work best to come into our practice in that role. And, And so that's been a learned process as well. Um, The third thing that I've encountered is that what we in the OT professions view as best practices are often very different from what ABA is viewing as best practices for providing services. Mm. And in addition to that, fraud and abuse are unfortunately pervasive across the ABA profession. And so some of the providers that we were bringing in were unhappy coming into our practice because we held them to a higher standard. We don't cut mm. corners and we do everything above board. And so they didn't like our expectations for how supervision of RBTs were to be provided. Um, we had a different expectation around that following the BACP guidelines. Um, so finding like-minded individuals to provide high quality services and stay above board and implementing those services has been a challenge. And that's something we, I think we've really worked out over the years. Um, the fourth thing I would identify as, as one of our obstacles to overcome was again, understanding how ABA works. It's a whole different beast from OTPT. And uh, my clinical ABA director would be the first to say that. She says, I always hate that we're extra. (laughs) It's okay okay that you're extra. Um, It's it's not that. It's just learning how to work within that and understand each other. So with that, you know, ABA has three provider levels. They have the BCBA, the BCABA, and the RBT. And understanding each person's role on a client's team and how that person works um, in conjunction with the other people on their team That was something we needed to learn and understand, as well as the time and duration that services are provided. So, you know, OT and PT, we're so limited right now by our insurers on how we provide services. And we're seeing kids for maybe 30 minutes a week or an hour a week, whereas Mm -hmm. our ABA team has them for multiple hours a day, multiple days a week. 
So it's a very different service provision and bringing that into our practice and having to work scheduling around that, particularly for clients receiving multiple services, created some obstacles. Who takes the priority? How do we fit that in? Um, The fifth thing is learning to have respectful collaboration across our disciplines. It Mm -hmm. really took time to understand ABA and for ABA to in turn understand OTPT to learn what each other's skill sets are, what our professional expertise are, and how those services are implemented. So it took a minute for us to find a way to collaborate and not be knocking heads as we started to work together. And then the final thing I would say is the lingo. Uh, Hmm. Learning to speak ABA is learning to speak a very different language. So in truth, we're actually more similar than not, but we speak very different languages and we use very different terms to describe the same things. So yeah. there was a lot of times where we'd be talking about a client or collaborating on a client and the term they would use and the term we would use would be very different, but we'd actually be talking about the same thing. So there was a lot of clarification mm-hmm. of vocabulary um, over time. So I know that's a lot. No, listen, those- that is... That is gold. And honestly, um, as I'm listening to you, the theme that keeps coming back up is collaboration, is listening to the other party, is engaging in that discussion so that you're not, you know, you're not butting heads, you're not losing the ball, but you're, you're actually, you know, learning from each other over time. And I think that's such a critical thing in, in life and in business and everything we do. So, um, yeah, I applaud you for for taking on the challenge and, and pushing through those communication issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, you know, there are challenges, there are things you didn't expect, but what are some of the benefits to having an ABA side of your business? So as much as I've talked about that, you know, long list of things that have been challenging, it's been so much fun and we have learned so much. Again, as I had the opportunity in prepping for today's podcast to reflect on this with my um, clinical director, we really kind of gave ourselves a pat on the back in terms of how much we have learned from each other over the past several years. And it truly has made us all better clinicians. Um, coming to the middle, finding that understanding has helped us serve our families better. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to that, you know, when you have that multidisciplinary collaboration, particularly on an OTPT team, when you're bringing in ABA, Our service provision for OTPT is so limited. Again, we're seeing children for maybe 30 minutes or an hour a week. What can we really accomplish? We have to be very good educators of our parents, and there's got to be carryover of skills. And without that, how are we really going to move the needle for these children and their families? Well, our RBTs are able to come in and reinforce those skills and those goals that we have for OTPT, which is excellent because they get so much more time with those clients. Mm -hmm. So we've been able to use them in that way. Um, in addition to their own EBA goals, is to help reinforce and carry over those OTPT skills that we want worked on. So that's been very cool. Um, I also see, again, going back to that collaboration, I mean, we're very team-oriented here. We really are. And so seeing our team members seek each other out, resource each other, ask questions, problem-solve, communicate, I mean, that's just the best. And it happens daily, in the moment, in our office, and also, you know, across multiple different um, modalities, but just seeing them seek each other out for advice is, is really neat. And yeah. I think 
um, the best benefit of all is just that better service that we can provide to our children and families because it's comprehensive. It's coming from the same practice. Our providers are able to be on the same page about what we're working towards, and we can be delivering that same message consistently to our children and our families. I love that. And and just from a business perspective, the ABA, you know, being able to see a patient for multiple hours uh, multiple times a week, does that provide some stability to the business? Whereas just an OTPT side, we, you know, we, we all know the cancellation problems that happen. Does it provide a little bit more business stability as well? It does. Um, it does. Yes. I think anytime you can provide more than one service, you get, you get some of that stability um, because families can know that they're coming for OT and PT and ABA on the same day. And so there's yeah. more motivation to be here than if it's just this one half hour session. Sure. However, on the flip side of that, when you get cancellations for ABA, mm. it's a big gap. It's a three yeah. hour gap, a four hour gap. And so that sense. that's not so great. And, mm. and as we know, as pediatric providers, cancellations are always our biggest obstacle to overcome. And so I think we get that benefit of, again, you know, having that collaboration, having families come for more than one service, which can improve attendance on one hand. But then when you've got that child that's either having health issues or the family's having obstacles getting here, then you get the downside of that cancellation impacting a larger group of people. So you feel a little bit more. Okay. That makes sense. Absolutely. Um, I guess my last question for you here is, you know, if I'm an owner, you know, I've got a spot business and I'm considering adding ABA. What is your one biggest piece of advice to that? Hire a BCBA. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unless you are from the ABA profession yourself, you really need to find a trusted colleague who can teach you what you don't know. And as much as I had that BCBA um, who I contracted with to work as a consultant for me to help me grow, you know, start, start and develop the program. She wasn't our clinical director to start. I had an administrative person in that role gotcha. and it was a very capable administrative person. She was organized. She was a good problem solver. She asked great questions, but at the end of the day, she was not an ABA provider, nor was I. And so there were just questions we couldn't answer. And so very quickly into her role, she told me, Heather, you need a BCBA in this seat. Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple months because I, I thought, man, Diana, you're so good. You're so organized. How could anybody do it better? But it really, really was. And so in July of 2021, we added Nyjah as our clinical ABA director. And that made all the difference in the world because mm-hmm. she could lead in a different way because she is a provider of that profession. And so you need a BCBA. You can't, you can't do it without it. Got it. No, that makes sense. Um, so I guess, is there anything upcoming for you guys, any upcoming projects, future things that you want to talk about just for Achieve? Sure. I appreciate that opportunity. So we have a couple new offerings as well. We're always trying to think of new new and creative ways to do things. Um, we have a handwriting club that's meeting weekly on Tuesday afternoons. Mm-hmm. And so this is a small group instruction for school-age children to work together two to three children at a time for some additional handwriting um, support. So we have that going on. Um, For a little over a year now, we've also had our feeding adventure group for picky eaters. And so this is a six-week session that we offer four times a year. 
uh, for school-aged children, they come with their parent so that they can work together on some of those picky eating problems that get in the way of happy meal times and joyful eating. And so uh, we'll have our next session starting in January, and that's led by an, an OT here at our practice. And then the third thing I would plug, because I know if we're all out there in the same boat fishing from the same pond, yeah. uh, we're hiring. <laughs> all right. Yeah, absolutely. We need, yeah. We need uh, a physical therapist, a music therapist, and we're always recruiting for quality ABA professionals, BCBAs and RBTs to join our team. Well, fantastic. Um, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Heather, for really for your valuable insights. I mean, this is this is a crucial piece of the business. And I think a lot of people are going to be interested in, in what you talked about today. Um, for our listeners, uh, if you are looking to work for a fantastic team with an amazing culture, with all kinds of new things, you know, starting up and, and, and uh, you know, just expanding in different areas all the time, I want you to check out Achieve Pediatric Therapy in Orlando. So thanks, Heather. I appreciate you joining me today. Thank you, Aaron. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Spot Growth Podcast. If you enjoyed the discussion, please leave us a review. And if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like to learn more about, please send those to the podcast link at extramilebilling.com.